Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you today? Doing well, doing good, well. Good. Warm enough for you here? Oh, yes. It's, pretty soon, summer weather will be here. We can swim outdoors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but today we're going to start off by talking about one of my least favorite <coughs> politicians. Yeah. But I don't even know if he qualifies as a politician. <laughs> He's a troublemaker. And that is former Senator John Kerry. And I know a lot about him because I remember he made himself uh, a name way back during the Vietnam era by taking an anti-war stand uh, yeah. because he was awarded a, a few medals for who knows what. And he was favor very much in favor, but his excuse, he was just a kid then. He didn't know much about it. And there was a little bit to that. So he went to the White House lawn, threw his medals yeah. over the fence with the others. I thought, boy, now that guy really is a believer. But after that, it was downhill. I always kid, kid, but seriously say, uh, John Kerry peaked. Yeah. <laughs> he peaked back there in night when he was, tw I think he was 21 years old when, when he did that. But now he's still around and he's in all kinds of war. He's against war, uh, against the war on, uh, on, you know, those people who say there's no climate change, yeah. this sort of thing. He's a radical environmentalist and uh, he, uh, he's, he's a doctor now. He knows what best uh, vi viruses should be treated and that, uh, that, there is, that there is no natural immunity, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's what he's been up to. But this week, he, he was out visiting and he made a statement or a French, a French journalist decided to make a statement. Yeah. He, he asked, asked the senator, uh, why, why, isn't, why isn't Bush judged the same way? <laughs> because Perry, Kerry said that, uh, you, you know, why, why is, uh, uh, why is Perry, Putin getting blamed for starting all this trouble? Yeah. And, uh, Turns out, when you look at history, uh, uh, every side, both sides probably has some faults, but yeah. but uh, the real starting of this war and the perpetuation of this war, unfortunately, we're no more on the right side of this one than we were in the Vietnam War, yeah. and, uh, or the Middle Eastern wars uh, that, that that Bush engaged us in. So basically, you know, one thing that I think would be safe to say that even even if an illegal war goes well, it's not a good war. You know, let's say let's say the outcome was, you know, different. But if they if they go to war uh, when it's undeclared, but more more likely though, when we're maneuvered into war by the military-industrial complex and the warmongers and the hawks, the more likely it's going to go badly because the people really aren't behind it. And uh, we've seen a few of those just in, in this century, you know, in the past 20 years that that's happened. And, and it continues, it continues to go on. But uh, he, didn't let, um, he didn't let the journalists get ahead. And that's how, well, what his comeback was. Why, why do you treat uh, us differently? Yeah. Uh, why, why, uh, why can't we judge Bush for <laughs> and uh, Biden, we might talk about that. Biden had his excuse why that was different. Yeah, I mean Biden is one of the most annoying busybodies and hecklers on 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 earth. You know, he he he's he's President Biden's. I mean, uh, Kerry is. Sorry, Kerry is one of the most <laughs> annoying. Biden is too. That's a different story. One of the most annoying busybodies on earth. He's Biden's special envoy for climate change, right? So he rolls around the world in his big private jet spewing out carbon or whatever they spew, killing the whales, 
and lecturing the rest of us about how we better stay inside and eat bugs. You know, that's what, that's what he does for a living. Uh, but before that, of course, he was a Secretary of State who presided <coughs> over some of the most aggressive U.S. foreign policy actions in history, the most unjustified uh, foreign policy actions in history, including <coughs> unleashing jihadists in Syria to overthrow that government, unleash unleashing jihadists in Libya to destroy that country, uh, you know, and turn it into a slave market. So, you know, he... <laughs> So Biden sends him over to get everyone really mad and fuming about that evil Putin invaded another country who didn't invade him first. And as you say, this one French journalist just said, you know, but what about you guys? <laughs> you know, this is, we, we chose this story because we talk about it a lot. They're just incapable. Someone like Harry, the look on his face, they're incapable of judging anyone else. Uh, you know, in their own shoes. I think you talk about people being sociopaths. Yeah. I think he'd be a good example. Well, you know, uh, the reporter, the journalist, uh, retorted him. He says, yes, we do have to judge Putin for crimes of aggression, of course. But you, the Americans, you committed the crime of aggression in Iraq. And uh, I think that caught... Uh, uh, carry off, but off guard. <laughs> so Kerry, Kerry sort of lost the argument after that, even though he did come up with a few statements that didn't help him out in any way, I could see. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's put up that first clip because we noticed on Zero Hedge, but it's all over Twitter. Everyone is playing it on Twitter, and it's very funny uh, in a weird way, yeah. But to the next one now, our good friend Glenn Greenwald, he had something that he wrote about, and I apologize for the small print here. But here's how Greenwald put it. John Kerry is on a tour flamboyantly depicting Russia as a rogue state for invading a sovereign country, only for French journalist Darius Rochevin to remind him the U.S. has invaded multiple countries and <coughs> Kerry himself voted to authorize the Iraq war. And I'm not going to play the clip because it's in French and it might be difficult for those that are just listening. Uh, but as you say, it's hilarious. You know, the journalist says, yeah, we should definitely judge Putin for what he's done. But didn't you guys do the same thing? These countries of the global south say, shouldn't we judge George Bush? Why isn't Bush judged the same way? And Kerry says, no. And he has that look on his face that you can see right there. No. Why? And then he goes into this word salad. Yeah, you read it too. <clears throat> well, because there's never been a direct process. There's never been an accusation. There's never been, uh, you know. And then uh, so the journalist writes back, well, is it not a crime of aggression to enter Iraq on the basis of a lie? He said, well, we didn't know it was a lie. We didn't know it was a lie at the time. Besides, I was against the war, even though he voted for the war. Oh, the, the bigger lie now comes up. Well, it, it wasn't a war of aggression. <laughs> we didn't go over there with any aggression. How many miles did we go? Six, 7,000 miles? Spent billions and billions of dollars. Killed millions of people. No, no sign of aggression there. So, but I guess we'll have to send him back. And if he, if he wants a war, now it'll be a war on weather. And uh, he's going to make sure that uh, the climate is the method of controlling the world rather than armaments, I guess. It just says something about the insularity of the U.S. foreign policy establishment. They could never even conceive that they would ever be challenged anywhere. Everywhere they go, they expect a sycophantic audience. Oh, yes, Washington, tell us what to do. What should we do? And, I mean, I think there's nowhere is it more evident than, than that look on Kerry's face when someone said, but hang on a minute, what about you guys? And it just completely caught him by surprise because it literally never happens. <coughs> Nobody in the press briefings asked tough questions of Biden. Of course, he, 
that would be tough. But even of his spokespersons, nobody challenged him. Very few people ever challenged him. They're just never used to this happening. And so when it does, and that's why we're talking about it today, it's so rare, but it shows the sort of intellectual Potemkin village that, is, that Washington has. There's no thinking there. There's no strategy. There's no realistic view of the world. It's just all bluff and bluster. And when the bluster is called, the bluff is called, they fall apart like a house of cards. Well, whether it was Vietnam based war based on war, uh, a lie, and then uh, Kerry said, well, he voted for it and we go went into war, but, but, but it, was, there, we, it was based on a lie and we didn't know, and so we're innocent. Uh, but you know, all they have to do is go one step back in what leads up to war. And they could say, well, they all lied because he took an oath of office. Yeah. We're not going to have war unless there's a declaration of war. And there they always support it. And so the guidelines and the preventions out there, because this was a big issue for the founders, trying to stay out of wars. And uh, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, you know the, uh, the, these overseas things would be considered uh, uh, you know, out of uh, out of our realm of uh, responsibilities, yeah. and we, we. But when you're the when, when you're the uh, protector of the world, and you have your empire, you know, we we have to take care of the world. So, uh, I think that it could be stopped. It's prevented because we weren't made to be the uh, dictator of the world. But uh, that uh, has happened. But it won't last a whole lot longer. Okay. So then maybe some good will come of that. And Kerry's final word, as you say, sir, I'm not going to re-debate the Iraq war with you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's all it is. Don't you dare criticize us. Well, we want to move on to our friend uh, Jonathan Turley. Yeah. Uh, but first, I do want to talk about our sponsor today, and that is our friends at Field of Greens. And I'm going to have a slurp before we talk about it. This is wild berry, and I have it in a solution of whole 100% grass-fed organic milk. I drink it in the morning and I literally don't feel hungry all day because it's not a supplement. It's real 100% food, but it's not just food, it's superfood. Um, and the reason why the Field of Greens people have developed this because the CDC and other governmental agencies and doctors have determined that you need six cups of fruit and veggies a day. I like fruit and vegetables myself, but I don't eat six cups of them a day. And so the people at Field of Greens have developed this and it's not only to get your fruits and vegetables, but they're specifically targeted to things like heart health, liver and kidney health, immune system, and metabolism. So it does help you stay healthy. It works fast. You'll feel healthier, more energy. Your skin and hair will look healthier. I'm not sure that I look better, but I can tell you one thing. From the first time I finished a drink of this, I felt absolutely satisfied and energized for the whole day. Uh, so they also have a better health promise. If you take this, like I'm doing, and go to your next doctor visit. If the doctor doesn't say something like, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. You can return it to, these, to the Field of Greens for a full refund. The best thing is you can get started with 15% off your first order and get another 10% off when you subscribe. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use promo code RON. I'll put it in the description, Field of Greens, promo code RON. And Dr. Paul, we are going to talk about Jonathan Turley because he has been all over this uh, attorney general thing. Yes, he, he's our friend and he is thorough and he's very constitutionally oriented and I, uh, I think he uh, is not hesitant and he, like a gentleman, points, points out, you know, when the Republicans are going astray too. So he, he's been a, a good resource uh, for information. But uh, he uh, is, 
discussing right now the release transcripts that uh, the Ways and Means Committee released. Yeah. And uh, the big thing is, is it, it looks like there were people warning about uh, uh, about the hunter the, the hunter scandal and the and, and that they were, were getting information that said that, that you why aren't you pursuing this why aren't you pursuing this and it 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 turns out that uh, there's a they've had testimony now and it, they contradict each other so Jonathan said oh well just get both of them in there let them figure it out talk to them but it needs investigating because the result of of what they did and and being able to stop that investigation and that's been going on how long how long have the bidens been in in uh, in the business of uh, making money on the side a, lot. a, a, a couple time, years and yeah. a couple dollars <laughs> yeah it's amazing you write on th last thursday that ways and means released uh, the transcripts uh, and the thing is, it's funny, is the crickets in the mainstream media, right? No one reported on them. <laughs> but Turley had a couple of good articles. We can go to the next clip. This is something, this is from an interview he did, I believe, on Fox. Somebody's lying. Jonathan Turley says Congress should start bringing people in for answers in the Biden pr probe. And we're not going to go into the finer details because that's really, really our job here, Dr. Paul. But as you know, the point is you have whistleblowers and you have Merrick Garland and you have the U.S. Attorney David Weiss. Now, Garland claimed that Weiss had full authority to investigate Hunter Biden to the extent that he wanted to. There was no restraints. Well, the whistleblowers had a different story, which was that at every turn they were prevented from taking a true investigation. What the heck is going on? Where are these millions of dollars going into the Biden various bank accounts? Where are they coming from and what's it being paid for? So either Merrick Garland is lying or the whistleblowers are lying. And actually, he has an article where he says that uh, uh, Jonathan Turley does. So he's saying, hey, wake up, Congress, especially the House. You have the authority. You can subpoena people. You can focus their minds on telling the truth under oath. Why aren't you doing it? You know, I mentioned this the other day, but it's so it, it's so ridiculous that uh, the left was criticizing uh, the Republicans because uh, of the sweetheart deal. Uh, and they say, sweetheart deal. Oh, oh yeah, they, they, they were accused of doing these minor little things yeah. with drugs and guns, and, uh, and they got excused from it. And so therefore, they got, they got uh, excuse, the excuse from it was the sweetheart deal. Well, the whole thing is the sweetheart deal was 10% or 5% of the whole deal. Yeah. And the sweetheart was they got rid of all all the dangerous things and all this money issue that they're talking about now. They weren't even allowed to look into this. So, uh, and they, they have a lot of nerve to turn around and say, oh, that's a sweetheart deal because of, of them avoiding the, the big charges. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. But I think anyone would want to know. Did Merrick Garland and the Justice Department prevent his own attorneys, his own U.S. attorneys, from pursuing felony charges? And like you say, that's why he got the sweetheart deal. Did they prevent them? Now, he claimed that he didn't. Merrick Garland does. Uh, but the evidence suggests that he did. And so that is the big question. And if we can go ahead a little bit, actually, um, I'm gonna, we're going to skip to the different accounts. Let's go ahead, one. Here's his piece on his own website, Who's Lying, Garland, or the Whistleblowers. That's definitely worth a read if you go to jonathantrelly.org. But go to the next one. I wanted this is sort of a summary of what he said. This is what he said on Fox. 
He said the different accounts we've heard about what happened in the investigation cannot be reconciled. Somebody's lying, and there's a real criminal and impeachable conduct that could be raised. And that means Congress's power is at its apex, and they can move forward, and it needs to move forward, and it has a full array of powers to do that with. And here's Turley, the constitutionalist and constitutional law. This is an area where Congress has authority and it's this full apex. Why aren't you using it? Well, if it's a scenario about the arbitrariness of the Department of Justice, you know, if there's a group of people in government representing the coup that has gone on and they control the Department of Justice and, you know, the FBI and the CIA and all this other stuff and, and war, I mean, it's over in many ways. But what we're trying to do hopefully wake up enough people to realize uh, you know what's what's really going on and this is part of it and I think uh, Jonathan really hones in on the real importance of it, the significance to the Congress the Congress becomes moot you know all of a sudden not doing the things they should do and doing all the things they shouldn't be doing you know yeah. but but uh, I uh, I don't know I it, most, it's just hard to figure because it's easy to say, oh, the Republicans, you know, they never follow through. But they have followed through on a couple of things and this yeah. stuff is coming out. So I think I think the difference is public pressure. You know, uh, I, I think that makes a big difference. They're politicians. They 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 have less appeal. Uh, to uh, uh, to the Constitution and what's right and wrong than they are to their uh, re-election period. So if enough people comes out, and that's why these demonstrations against this uh, radical wokeism, I think is uh, the only tool that we have now yeah. to to, con to to combat them. Absolutely, and you know the tax thing. I, I think we would say the tax thing and the gun thing is pretty small potatoes because you know we we read about it. There's this whole thing on his laptop, which now they have not contested that it's his. There's this WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden is writing to his Chinese interlocutor, you know, his, uh, his business partner in China. And he's saying, hey, my dad's sitting here in the room. Where's the money? Right? My dad's going to get really mad. And he keeps a grudge. So send us the money. And apparently a few days later, $5 million appeared in one of their accounts. Maybe there's a very justifiable explanation for all this, but you can't say like, aha, here's your tax evasion. And then over here, well, don't look over there. This is, this is nothing. You know, the big question is, now that they're looking at it, everybody was uh, tuned into the last five to 10 years on what was really going on, especially since 16. And uh, that now the question is, is when did this all start? <laughs> you know, when was the beginning of the, of the advantages and, and benefits that the Bidens had been getting over these years. Yeah. And some suggest it's, it's not a couple years, it's maybe a couple decades, yeah. and maybe more than a couple million. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. But that, that remains to be seen. That, that would be a good little chore for the, for the Republicans to really dig it out, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, I don't know how you feel about this. I just wonder if some of the Democrats aren't also secretly pushing this because he's not in his prime. Even when, when he was in his prime, he was no great shakes. But, 
you know, I would think there are some Dems are looking at people like Gavin Newsom, some people with some more energy, and I don't think he's charismatic, but a lot of people do. You know, the other thing that fits that argument is that uh, Harris is uh, not very popular, no, no, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's being recorded by votes that yeah. are saying, we did this poll and this poll, and it isn't that she's just unpopular. She's the most unpopular yeah, vice yeah, president yeah. we ever had. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bring back Spiro Agnew. But, uh, the whole <laughs> thing is, is, you know, as a Republican, if you just, it's a, you don't don't want to hit hard on the president. He's he's a little innocent and he's not feeling well. Yeah. They, why don't they just put her picture up there <laughs> giggling and say, "Well, is this what you really Here's want?" Your option. Yeah. I'd put her picture up and a picture of the homeless in San Francisco before and after. Yeah, yeah. And saying, "This is what you guys want. There it is. Vote for it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're in a bind, so they may be pushing him over too, pushing him under the bus. Who knows? <laughs> well, the last little thing we want to talk about is something you notice on Zero Hedge. And we've talked about it a lot, and um, but it's it's disturbing. Let's put this next one on. Now there was a um, there was a Pride March, a drag queen parade over the weekend in New York. Let's go forward a little bit if you can. Let me see. One more. There we go. So Pride marchers take to New York City chanting, "We're coming for your children." Now that used to be used to be called a conspiracy theorist, Dr. Paul, if you suggested that there was some sort of strange agenda uh, involving children on this, and obviously. It's none of our business what people do in the privacy of their home, but when you come for people's children, it does have a different flair about it. And so here they are, and I'm not going to play the clip because I looked at it for a second, and there are people that are dressed in a way that's inappropriate for a family show, but they were walking down the street in New York City saying, we're coming for your kids. You know, that can't be a better thing for them to do to excite a lot more Christian yeah. conservatives, yeah. I'll tell you. Because they've been, people have been shouting and saying that, you know, they're, they're, they're anti-family, and they are. But they're not, they, they wear that as a badge of honor. We stood up, you know, for the family, to, and, and this volunteerism, and, and all, uh, all the wonderful things the far left offers. So that is, you know, it goes along with uh, the, the argument that by these, uh, by that radical right-wing people, Oh, they're they're but transgenderism. They're they're right wing fanatics. They hate the family. They hate the church. They hate morality, and uh, they're sort of getting the answer right there. You have to think. Well, maybe some of those charges are are true, but uh, it it to, to me is. Uh, is it, it reflects uh, this whole idea without standards anything goes yeah. and uh, they don't have they don't have a moral base to what they what what should be the basis of a society and uh, they they go and uh, they they uh, they they say well we don't know the truth and they're they're nihilistic and uh, so anything goes so there's you can't work on the idea of, of, of stemming the tide of this by being re, you know reason out on a moral basis and uh, on the basis of using violence to bring about their society uh, it, because because they're totally deaf to, the, to those yeah. issues but the big thing is is that they get a lot of attention and I say boy they are really getting powerful but they're not that powerful. For their percentages, for people who believe this wokeism, radical yeah. wokeism, it's it's amazing. It's the people in the uh, you know left wing, uh, left wing radicalism. But it's also the money behind this. Oh, now, yeah. wokeism is part of the corporate Big system. Bucks. So it, it 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 comes together with uh, the movement of of Marxism and cultural Marxism because there's a lot of cultural things in here, and and there's a lot of finance in here. There's a 
a lot of appropriations and wars and all these things. So we need to get that defined so the American people know what they ought to be doing because right now uh, it's, uh, it's not a good sign for what America will be like in the next few years. Yeah, and I was just writing down cultural Marxism just before you said it, so <laughs> we have a mind meld going. But, you know, there are plenty of very prominent um, uh, gay folks, gay leaders, uh, on the left and the right who are very, very verbally opposed to what's happening. I think about people like Dave Rubin, Glenn Greenwald, and others, uh, people that we know. They say, we don't want any part of this. You know, our, our lifestyle is not about this. And so I think it's not a liberation movement in the <coughs> sense of your personal preferences and behaviors. But as you say, it's a cultural Marxist movement. And they're using the gay community, I think, uh, to push an agenda that can actually be very harmful to them because it can provoke a backlash, a general backlash against all people, you know, for, for, you know, for that sort of lifestyle. So it's pretty dangerous. And here, I'm going to play just a quick clip of the song. This is from a couple of years ago. Uh, but this kind of set things off. Um, let's, we're starting at 24 seconds. Let's just play up to 50 seconds where they almost, they almost take delight and enjoy uh, the idea that we're going to come get your kids. Um, if we can cue that one, that video up. I don't know if we have, there we go. Uh, yeah, go ahead and just click, click play there. Think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. We full screen that, please. Just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely know children. You can probably take it down now. We'll make them so that's, um, they took down this video because it was viewed as being too controversial. <laughs> but it's almost like when they secretly tell the truth out loud, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah. Okay, okay do you um, have any more points there? Because I, I'm going to make one more point on these, uh, uh, the pride marchers. So go ahead and then I'll close when you're yeah, done. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. The, the thing here is it brings to, to mind my uh, argument that freedom is designed to bring people together. And once they understand this, whether they have, well, I think you alluded to that because people have different sexual behaviors, but they're nonviolence. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's what they have to understand. You can, you can be diverse. That's the wonderful thing of libertarianism. Diversity isn't a problem. It is not a job of the government to use force to make people diverse. So you have a few people. You know, this radical genderism can, can be handled, especially if if they would recognize that taking little kids and mutilating them isn't a part of uh, what freedom is all about. That is mutilation and violence and taking care of kids who can't even think for themselves. But I uh, am convinced that people come together. So the people who have different economic theories, if they have different social theories, they have different religious beliefs, uh, this, uh, why can't you do it? And the only thing that people have to remember is just say that both sides of the argument, both sides of the, the transactions, everything that we do, both sides should agree to it. If yeah. not, just walk away. Yeah. And, uh, and yet here it's going on. This is, they're doing the opposite. They have 3% or 2% or 1% of the population that are gone nuts. And they're in defense of liberty are able to coerce business people and a lot of other people Oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't agree with them, but 
they have their rights, you yeah. know, but they don't have the right to destroy the, the liberty and get, get that liberty they want for the minority by taking it away from the majority is what they're doing. Yeah. So that's, that's a shame. That's why I think they should think more, people should think more seriously about, you know, following the rules of, uh, of uh, libertarianism and freedom and independent uh, liberty yeah. and uh, the world would be a lot better off. Live and let live, but don't hurt people. Right? <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm going to close, but I do want to remind everyone of our sponsor for June, and that's 4Patriots.com. Listen, guys, we cannot count on the power grid. Um, we're going to learn that pretty quick if we keep getting this Texas heat and certainly in hurricane season down here. But there's bad weather everywhere. People at 4Patriots.com know that the best thing to have is a solar generator. They are offering the Patriot Power Generator and they're offering it to viewers of the Ron Paul Liberty Report at a 10% discount. And not just this, but anything in their store, 4Patriots.com. I will put a link in the description, but use the code word RON if you're interested in survival food, generators, and tons of great stuff. They have $97 uh, minimum for a free delivery, and a portion of their sales is given to veterans charities. I will put a link in for patriots.com, code word Ron. My final comment, if we can go to the last link, and I apologize for the delay in getting this up, but I hope you will turn right away to your computer. If you do that very last clip, please. Um, we finally got the tickets on sale for our Ooh, no, that's not it. <laughs> Get rid that's of that. not our conference. <laughs> the very last clip. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, very last yeah there we go there we go there we go all right thanks yes the tickets are on sale now for the september 2nd ron paul institute conference in dc this is our seventh dc conference i'll put a link in the description as well for this which way america we've got some serious serious discussions and decisions to make on the future of this country and we're putting together together a diverse group of very informative and controversial thinkers to talk about which way America. September 2nd, Washington, D.C. Go to ronpaulinstitute.org and you can't miss it. It's in the upper right-hand section. So click. We've got early bird tickets available through the month of July. We're keeping the ticket price down even though inflation is killing us because we want you there. We want to visit with you. So get it right away. Get those early bird tickets and save a couple of bucks and come see us in September. Dr. Paul? Very good. And I want to follow up on that because uh, it's very important that we find out if we're on the right track. And that depends on what your reaction is. So we would like to hear back from you. And one big thing you could do to help us is spread the message. Get more people to watch our show and get more people to come to our conferences. That's the best way we can spread this message. And uh, it will be a reflection on how we're doing also. And uh, so far, we're pleased but I'll tell you what there's a lot of room for growth for all of us because that was one of the things that Leonard Reed had taught me a long time ago is that uh, you pursue it and you don't look at the numbers as much as your job is to know and understand and stick to your guns and eventually truth will win out I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report please come back soon <laughs>